Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The Kimmer Show podcast is proudly brought to you by Showcase Photo and Video. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. This is Elvis, and I'm listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. I'd change the channel, but, you know, I'm kind of tied up right now. Man, that towel sure could use some cleaning. I'll listen to the Kimmer weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer makes love like a roller coaster. Yeah, baby. Slow at first going up, then wave fast going down. A few quick turns, and it's all over. The Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. Thank you. 1205. How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. On News Radio 1067. Here's that number 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. We have the glorious Leslie Dove with Men's on Ball coming up here shortly. Also, Newsmaker Line sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. Now <laughs> we got your topics, we got your issues. The Pyramids. Ben Carson. West Point. Liar. Are out to get him. Commie Dave says, I'm sorry. That was interesting. The uh, Now, this, to me, is fairly ironic that in a county named Butts, a girl named Chastity had to swear on a Bible where the principal made her say, Saturday! No, no, made her say that she wasn't pregnant. With her hand on the Bible, my God, man. And let's see, the Fraternal Order Police has a surprise for Tarantino. A group called United We Stay has a Bill of Rights for Illegal Immigrants. A suburb of Detroit is now majority Muslim on the council. Grammy gets revenge on the family. Wait till you hear what they found on her deathbed. Also, the mom who defends her baby in a gunfight with bad guys. Even though she's shot, she sends them packing. Oh, uh, have you heard about the autistic savant who may also... Have mental telepathy with his mother. Very bizarre. Yeah, the eighth grader assignment. Saturday! <laughs> no, no, that's not what the assignment was. Don't be ridiculous. Wait till you hear the eighth grade assignment. Holy smokes. We got that for you, too. A protest over illegal Pete's opening up stores in Arizona. Germany is still paying Nazi helpers in Spain from World War II. I'm not making that up. Germany is paying money to the families of and descendants of the Spanish helpers who helped the Nazis in World War II wow. to fight the commies of Russia. <laughs> Livestock. <laughs> we could only find it when we need it. Animals could be bred and slaughtered. <laughs> and what Ben Carson really believes. All that coming up and more on Letter Rip Friday. Anything goes. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Letter Rip Friday means it's your show. Here's number 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. 
Matt Doerr is doing our traffic today, like just like old times. Uh, good to see you again there, Matto. And also, uh, John Matthews, our thing. I think John's answering the phone today, is all right? Hangman decided to take another day off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got these kids, you know, and he's got, got kids. I got to take a day off once in a while. I, you know, yeah, well, that's fine. Whatever works for you. Anyway, uh, no, it's fine. I'm just, uh, we're, we tease, we joke. All right, I got it. It's only me, 844-404-1067. Hold on, Walter. Be right with you. Also, uh, Steve uh, Bradbury wrote in uh, a couple of days ago. He said, hey, Kimmer, put your boot camp picture up for the Marine Corps birthday. Well, the Marine Corps birthday is November 10th, uh, 1775. Marines were founded in Tun Tavern in a bar in Philadelphia. And I did on the Kimmer Show Facebook page. There's a picture of, in fact, I brought in my Paris Island yearbook. John Boy was taking a look at it. Wow. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff went on back then, getting ready to go to Vietnam, man, because that's what it was all about back then. Anyway, there's pictures of all kinds of stuff, and including my ridiculous uh, picture, graduation picture from Paris Island, uh, which is on the Kimmer Show Facebook page. No lenses in those glasses? <laughs> no glass in the glasses, because they didn't want any glare. And I don't know why I didn't just take them off and not use them. I mean, I, I you know, because I was doing what I was told. I was, uh, you know, I was a good Marine boot camp boy, I'll tell you what. Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. All right, hold on. Let's get it's a letter of Friday in that goes at your show. we got a lot of stuff to have a little fun today. Here's Walter on News Radio 106.7. Walter, happy Friday. How's it going, man? Well, Kinner, I was uh, almost drove off the road coming into Atlanta from East and North Carolina when I heard your promo. At two years late, but congratulations on getting back on the air. Oh, man. Well, I used to call you almost daily back in the day, and uh, I think the last time I saw you was at one of the Kimmer Opens. Oh, the Snowball Open or the uh, yeah, yeah or the Irish right. Open. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Walter. Hey, that's, I remember the name now. I, I I didn't connect it with you until you, you said you used to call the show a lot. Well, oh, I, long hair beard. I got this easy top looking going on. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, listen, thanks, Walter, and we had some happy memories. That's for sure, and it is good to be back on the radio. But again, it's been a, we're trying to keep it a secret. Our, our two year anniversary was on the fourth of November, two days ago. And we're trying to keep it a secret because if, if you know, if a lot of people start listening, mm-hmm. it's going to take away from the other stations. Uh, Cumulus has more than one station in town. I've already been warned if we keep this up where people are listening to us instead of some of the other stations. <laughs> Walter, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know a little secret. No. Kimber doesn't remember any of those. I don't have opens. any idea who you are. Right? <laughs> 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 the tenor's rotisserie. <laughs> yeah, shakery. <laughs> That's why we don't do golf tournaments with live radio broadcasts after him anymore. <laughs> That's a very good That's reason not for that. true. I lie. <laughs> I have no moral code. <laughs> Wait, I never said that. <laughs> Freaking John boy. You know, yeah, I'll tell you what happened. Here's what happens. And hold on, Charles. What happens is every, not every day, but several days a week, I, I do a recording of commercials or promos or whatever, and John boy runs the board. We go into a studio. John boy has a studio. When he's available or ready, he texts me. I walk down there, we get in the studio and pump out a couple of these things or whatever, including some uh, spots and commercials and stuff like that. And I frequently, it, it takes me more than just one take, and I, I'm usually fumbled around, and I'm trying to think of things, and I'm sort of thinking out loud. And he's running the tape the whole time. He's recording everything I do in the studio, unbeknownst to me. So these little things that I say, these little phrases once in a while, and he freaking collects them, and then they pop back on me every once in a while. We've got your latest confession today here. My latest one? I have no skills. Girls want guys with skills. I have nothing. <laughs> I, well, I said it. God knows what I was talking about. I guess I was trying to decide whether I should hire two or three escorts for the Christmas party. 
<laughs> I don't think I have enough room left on my visa. <laughs> and God knows I don't have the cash. Anyway, it's uh, 12 12 already. I don't even have any good skills. You know, like nunchuck skills, skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. <laughs> Girls only want boyfriends who have great skills. It's a 12 gauge, what do you think? Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Yeah. This is John Lovitz, yeah. and this portion of our show is brought to you by yes, the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, the Hall of Fame. It's a non-profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah non-profit. <laughs> Just like the Clinton Foundation, the Hannity Freedom Alliance, the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Thank you so very much. 1218. And it's only me, it's only the Kimmer, a News Radio 1067. Hold on, Charles. I got your calls there. Lori Singer, the actress from Footloose and Fame. Lori Singer is 58 today. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And let's see, actress Zoe McLellan from NCIS New Orleans is 41 today. And uh, Nicole Dubeck, or Dubuque, Dubuque, perhaps. Major Dad, 37 today. I don't know what her is. <laughs> well, mind your own business. <laughs> All right, well, Facebook update? What do we got here? Yeah, you put your photo up. My photo, my photo, my Marine Corps uh, graduation picture from my Marine Corps yearbook at Paris Island. My picture is up on the camera show. Trout Facebook. pout. You got to go in there. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, trout pout? Your I, lips look like you've been I, hitting the face. Why are you looking at my lips? Well, it's, you can't help it. Well, wait a minute. It's, I didn't even look. I haven't looked <laughs> at it in... Well, what? That's me. Well, I'm wearing. I got a mustache and beard now, so you don't see the cover everything. Of those lips. I don't. <laughs> what's the matter with my mouth? Anyway, oh, yeah, like Kardashian called once. Anyway. Uh, hello. Antonio says, yeah. "Kimmer, what kind of time machine are you using? You are just as ugly as you've ever been." <laughs> oh, hard. Hey, you can come in. Come on, Bree. What if she was? I don't know. Was she going to make fun of me too? Bree just stuck her head in and then left. Hey, does somebody do something bad in here or anything? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, hold everything. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. I have a four-pack to the... Uh, uh, ba- the uh, oh, in fact, let's do it at 1230. We'll give away these tickets. Uh, four-pack to the annual Brian McCann Rally Celebrity, and it's now a wiffle ball game tomorrow inside Georgia Dex Pavilion. Uh, be tomorrow, uh, four-pack of tickets, and we'll give them away at 1230 because you got to come and get them this afternoon. Because we're there for tomorrow, so you have to be here by, you know, like 4.30 or something like that, probably. Uh, wait, hi, Bray, what's going on? I have to see this photo. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> I love it when hot redheads come in and start laughing in my picture. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I should. I mean, it was stupid. I don't know. And there's no glass in them. I made it look like an idiot. Look at those lips. <laughs> wait a minute. There's, that's I didn't just, notice the lips. I just noticed the glasses. Pete, I'm a little nervous about you, buddy. I got to tell you. Yeah, a little nervous don't look about at me. I'm hitting it. Pete here. All right, 844 404 Thanks a lot, Bree. 844 404 1067. 844 1067. It's only me. Uh, hold everything. We got a little special treat for you. And Charles is coming up. And our number is 844 404 1067. We'll talk about Ben Carson and the West Point story. Could be his undoing. And you know Trump is, you know, you know Saturday Night Live tomorrow now is going to be featuring uh, Donald Trump talking about Carson and West Point. I bet they're changing their skits, all of them right now, just because of this is breaking today, whether or not he lied about getting into West Point or even 
applying to West Point, for that matter. But it's it's kind of a complicated story. We'll try to have it make sense to you. Also, the the autistic savant from Los Angeles who may also be telepathic with his mother. And there are experts now saying autistic children have a hard time communicating, and this may be their way of bonding with their mothers by communicating telepathically. Yeah, we'll find out. Anyway, first of all, at 1221, if you don't mind, I want to do what I do every Friday at this point. I like to check the weather forecast. You know, hey, what's it doing, baby? Oh, look out. It's definitely rated men, my friends, and I think that means only one thing. Yes, it's time to hide the women and children. But we bring you now, Men's on Ball, with the glorious Leslie Dove. Hello. Hey, Leslie, how's it going? Getting ready for a big KY weekend. <laughs> the, <laughs> Kentucky? Uh, <laughs> big game with Kentucky. Yeah, we're going to go to the Athens game in Athens, too, at Kentucky, Georgia, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can bet we will all be well lubricated after the tailgate party before the big KY contest. <laughs> a lot of drinking going on, really. We might some enjoy just some adult beverages, too. You never know. <laughs> also have a beer. <laughs> Here's mud <and> ya. Anyway... <laughs> Speaking of the dogs, the bad news is <laughs> Coach Mark Rick's future is in yeah. doubt, Kimmer. In doubt, sir? Is it in doubt? The good news is fate isn't completely sealed like yours is. There is a chance, <laughs> you know. I mean, at least UGA isn't promising Coach Rick some contract that's never going to appear or anything. You know? so, <laughs> False hope, my God. <laughs> you can bet Coach Mark Rick players would hate to see him go, Hate Kimmer. to see him go, sir. Well, I mean, God forbid they bring in a coach who suspends players when they get arrested. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> that's I mean, right. That'd be like Fulton County hiring a DA that prosecutes murdering black athletes. I mean, it's just not going to happen in our lifetime. We can hope. We can dream. Well, it looks like it could be a coaching change over at Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets are struggling this year. Georgia Tech change. As a matter of fact, my sources reveal that Tech officials have called in Lorena Bobbitt. You know, she's an expert on Johnson Severance. (laughs) Hello. She's an expert in... Sever your Johnson. These all known as jokes, these by are the way. <laughs> it worked on these. Well, the Falcons travel to San Francisco, oh. where the 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick will be riding the bench, yeah. which is coincidentally what used to go on in the Cincinnati Red locker room, if you believe the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is Johnny Bench once said the best thing about playing catcher was the view. So. <laughs> Your own conclusions yeah. from that. <laughs> Kaepernick will be replaced in the Falcon game by Blaine Gilbert, who comes from Jacksonville, yeah. where he was known as a major Jack offensive star. Jack offensive star for the Jacksonville offensive star. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give the Niners much chance against the Falcons. Not a chance, sir, really. No, I think uh, Matt Ryan and Julio will be harder to stop than Laura Bush's Impala when she spots a classmate. Oh, God! <laughs> you run over one student. He flies through the air with the greatest of ease. Oh, and until next time, this has been Leslie Dove. I'll see you, Dove Serena. Go Hawks. Wish, wish. Thank you, Good Leslie. New Orleans. <laughs> Leslie Dove. Look out. Mercy. Yeah. 1225. Look out. It's only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067. Charles, been hanging on for a while. Let it rip Friday. It's your show, Charles. Welcome aboard, and thanks for holding you on the radio. 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much. You're welcome. Hey, I wanted to talk about um, what the gentleman on the last show um, brought up with the study that said that people by the age of 30 yeah. were extremely unhappy, yeah. and, and people were identifying with that. And I actually feel the complete opposite. Really? Um, yeah. I'm 29. I have a wife and eight children. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa. Hold it right there. Like the <laughs> eight children? How in the world did you pull that off at the age of 29? Well, we're a blended family. I had three from a previous marriage. My um, previous wife passed away from cancer, and I got remarried. And my wife now has uh, four children. I have um, uh, or I have three, and we have one together, so we have eight. Wow. Well, congratulations. I'm sorry for your loss, but it sounds like you're uh, pretty much in it. And you're and this is uh, is this the happiest you've been in your life? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And and things um, changed when I identified that I'm in full control of my life. Yeah. And, you know, I don't make excuses. I don't use my eight children as a, as a crutch as to why I can't be successful. I actually just started applying myself and, and learning new things and going after my dreams. And it's dramatically impacted my entire family. And I, I worked my way off of a, a nine to five job by, you know, committing to when I punched the clock and went home, I started working on my own dreams. I'll be there. Well, Charles, listen, you got it under control. I salute you, my friend. Congratulations. Uh, there's a little lesson for us all. Yeah. Keep moving. You never look back. Someone's gaining on you. 1227 Newsmaker Lines and a special tribute from Ben Carson coming up on News Radio 1067. Hi, I'm Tom Bodette. Hey, Tom. Guest of the Kim Peterson Show yes, stay sir. at Motel 6. Well, they do. Where yes. we always leave the light on for you. Yes, sir. And by the way, that's not a chocolate on your pillow. <laughs> and now here's your host for the time being, Kim Peterson. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hold on, Rick. 1234. And it's only me, it's only the camera on News Radio 1067. Happy Friday, it's Letter Rip Friday, it's your show. Anything goes, whatever you want to get to, we'll be happy to do it. A lot of things coming up, including the latest on Ben Carson. They're out to get him now, boy. When he started showing up number one in the polls, all of a sudden, wham, and CNN really creamed him. I hope you never Yes. I used to love this song. I still do. I think this is a really pretty ballad. Leanne Womack. It was on this day in 1999. Leanne Womack married her longtime boyfriend, Frank Liddell, in a private ceremony this day in 1999. And ironically, just today we find out that Brian Wilson, Vince Gill, and Graham Nash are among the celebrities who will discuss the impact of this song, I Hope You Dance. The impact of this song. I didn't know that this would be a topic that would have an impact of this song. But when you think about it, I mean, it really is an incredible message. But it's simple. I mean, it's not, you know, it's just a simple message. Never of, heard it. Never heard You've this never song. heard this song? Never oh, my God, man. <laughs> Pete, never, I, that, you're lying. You're just, you're I'm a lying, lying. bastard. Never, you're a lying bastard. You've heard listened, this song. You're a lying music. bastard. You're a raving lying bastard. <laughs> That's not true. I lied. <laughs> this song, I hope you dance. I hope you never fear the mountains in the distance. You know, it's a positive song about it sounds like never settle. Other pop country song has come oh, out. Oh my God! What years. is the matter with you? <laughs> you got enough sugar in Dwight your system Yoke or something? Is the only real country. Oh my God, man! 
like, now you've done it. <laughs> They're not going to stand for this. Hank Williams. <laughs> Charlie Daniels. Johnny Turn it up. Carl Haggard. My God, let me finish this stinking story, would you? Brian Wilson, Vince Gill, and Graham freaking Nash are among the celebrities who will talk about the impact of this stupid song. I hope you dance. It's the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel is planning a Thanksgiving night special called I Hope You Dance, The Power and Spirit of Song. And Leanne Womack, who recorded it, will tell stories about the creation of the song and what it meant and what it means. Shut up! <laughs> to her and others. <laughs> God! <laughs> Anyway, all right, look out. It's only me. It's only the camera. News Radio 1067. All right, I got... old bastard. <laughs> I got... soulless bastard. <laughs> <laughs> You're raving anti-dentite. <laughs> all right, let me get to Rick the Painter, and then we got a little Ben Carson update. Hello, Rick. How's it going? What's up, man? Hey, good afternoon, Cameron. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, indeed. Hey, yes, sir. The, the old guy went to the doctor, and while he was there for his appointment, I mean, he had mentioned his wife was losing his hear, losing her hearing. He yeah, thinks. Yeah. He asked the doctor, "Is there anything I can do to test this theory?" Yeah. He said, "Well, when you get home from a distance, ask her a question, and then she doesn't answer you. Get a little closer and ask her until she finally answers you, and you'll see how close it takes." But anyway, he right. got home. He got to the living room. He said, "Honey, what's for dinner?" Right. He didn't say. That. He walked into the hallway. Said, "Honey, what's for dinner?" Nothing. He walked into the dining room. Said, "Honey." What's for dinner? Yeah. Well, finally, he walked right into the kitchen, got right behind her and said, Honey, what's for dinner? And disgusted, she turned around looked at him and said, I told you four times. Hey, already. ho, hi-ho, ho, ho, hey, hi. Let's put you on hold and give you a prize. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> you. Oh, God. All right. No, no. It's, 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 I, 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 it's Literate Friday. I, I've been 844-404-1067. Uh, ben Carson stands by his view that the pyramids of Egypt were not built by the people to use as uh, tombs for dead uh, pharaohs. But instead, Ben Carson believes the biblical story that biblical patriarch Joseph had the pyramids built to store grain for the impending famine. Now, first question is, does, does that mean anything to anybody who would be voting in the presidential election? Does that belief that Joseph of the Bible had the pyramids built, assumed presumably by God or by some divine intervention, as a way to store, and gra- store grain for the famine coming up, as opposed to the Egyptians doing it with slave labor to use them for tombs for the pharaohs? Does that make a difference in whether you believe Ben Carson would make a good president or not? In other words, does this biblical story have an, uh, is that an issue? It might be. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. You know, I mean, you got to think, you know. Oh, Holy <laughs> Also, now there's an issue whether or not he was ever uh, uh, had an idea of going to West Point. Uh, he says he was at a meeting with General Westmoreland, some Medal of Honor recipients, and uh, Westmoreland took a liking to him and said, uh, boy, I can get you a full scholarship to West Point. West Point has no record of anything concerning Ben Carson, and now CNN is saying he's a liar. He say, he claims he went to he was going to go to West Point, but he never even applied. He's a liar. So now that's all going on. Well, to settle the issue once and for all, here now is Ben Carson telling us what he believes. I believe in rainbows and puppy dogs and fairy tales, and I believe in the family: mom, dad, grandma, and Uncle Todd waves his. 
And I believe in eight of the Ten Commandments. And I believe in going to church every Sunday unless there's a game on. And I believe that sex is one of the most beautiful, wholesome, and natural things that money can buy. And I believe it's derogatory to refer to a woman's breasts as boobs, jugs, Winnebago's, or golden bozos. And you should only refer to them as hooters. And I believe you should place a woman on a pedestal. High enough so you can look up her dress. Tell us more, Ben. <laughs> Thank you. Equality. Equality for everyone, no matter how stupid they are or how much better I am than they are. <laughs> say I'm crazy for believing this, but I believe that robots are stealing my luggage. <laughs> I believe that Ronald Reagan can make this country what it once was, an Arctic region covered with ice. <laughs> and I believe that the only good laugh the laugh you get from a professional comedian. And lastly, I believe that of all the evils on this earth, there is nothing worse than the music you're listening to right now. <laughs> ben Carson right here. What I believe, the man who will be president one day. 1242, hold on, Rod. Is chopstick? No, no. But my lips hurt real bad. Just stuff from the school nurse. I know she has like five sticks in her drawer. I'm not going to use hers, you sicko. Idiot. <laughs> the Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Art Fern, and this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. Got no experience in radio? We don't care. Unemployed? We don't care. Say you're not going to pay us a bribe? That's when we care. And now here's your host, the Kimmer. Yeah, you got the Slauson cut off. Cut off your Slauson. <laughs> Look out. 12.50. I got your calls. I got your topics. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Letter Rip Friday. It's your show on News Radio 1067. America's March King, John Philip Sousa, was born on this day in 1854 in Washington, D.C. Not to be confused with Mr. Sousa, who was uh, W.C. Fields' character in the bank deck, and among other things. There you go. Also, this was the day in 1977. 39 people died. When the Kelly Barnes Dam burst, sending a wall of water through Tacoa Falls uh, College in Georgia. And, and also on this date, Tacoa, Tacoa Falls got running water. For the first time, instead of a... <laughs> Too soon? 12.51. Hold there, I got Rod, I got Superhook. Oh, wait, hold, there's a newsmaker line. Let's use on the old newsmaker line there. Uh, good afternoon. 
<laughs> you know, uh, thanks for staying in touch there, Peter. Uh, David Letterman, how you been, David? I meant to ask well, you. Well, you know, I'm enjoying my retirement a lot more than you're going through, Paul. I mean, <laughs> Thank you. At least I know what I, I knew when I was leaving, right? Yes, you know? you did. <laughs> the timetable. Oh, so well, the big story, Ben Carson uh, apparently accused yeah. of lying on his West Point application. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So. You know, I still have a crack staff even though I've retired. Really? If John Boy could help me out, we've got a sure. special top ten list for the Kimmer Show. All right, sir. Where the hell would I be doing it? Think about it, you know? <laughs> not busy. Here they are, the top ten other lies that Dr. Ben Carson has been caught telling. All right, sir. Wow. Number ten, Ben Carson plays Jimmy Carter confided in him in 1975 that he was going to run for president. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, didn't somebody else do that? I was in the room. I heard him. He told me. Number nine, Ben Carson yeah. claims he met Charles Bronson at a ski resort. Now, now come wait a minute. <laughs> number eight, Ben Carson's final wife witnessed his only hole in one on number five at the River Pines Golf Course. That's my You're confusing with the Kimmer. <laughs> number seven. Ben Carson claims he knows Pat Sajak. Now, come on, for God's sake. That's famous lies. I've missed a minute. <laughs> Number six, Ben boasted that Carol Burnett kissed him and the picture made the national I've news. I've got the photograph. <laughs> Number five, however, Ben Carson refused to disclose what happened after he met Jim Neighbors at the same event. <laughs> He's never touched me. <laughs> Number four. Ben Carson is such a liar, he claims negotiations with Cumulus are, quote, ongoing. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Number three, Ben Carson swears that he thought his final wife and Shannon Sharp were just workout partners. <laughs> no, wait, wait a minute. That could, that's not Ben Carson. That <laughs> couldn't have been Ben Number Carson. Number two, got this. Ben Carson claimed he did a live interview with Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. How did that one get in there? I don't know. <laughs> I think we've got some Joining us now. <laughs> Casinos are doing great, even though they're all out of business now. You know, bankruptcy. You know. It was a year old, right? It was a year old in 2004. <laughs> right. Anyway, the number one lie, yes. ladies and gentlemen, by Ben Carson. Yes, yes. Uh, this is the whopper. He expects to be on the radio in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Things we have in common for 200, Alex. I... <laughs> Thank you, David Good Letterman. Night. Thank you, David. Look for Laura Bush and drive safely. No, oh, jump. <laughs> David Letterman. Oh, mercy. All right, look out. We got your calls. 12.54. Uh, Superhook Chopper Pilots on the radio with a Kimmer. Superhook, welcome aboard. Supper five, my man. Supper five to you, Kimmer. Listen, want to let you and your listeners know that we've got Medal of Honor recipient and Vietnam veteran Command Sergeant Major Benny Adkins speaking at the Atlanta History Center. Next Wednesday, Veterans Day for all of us veterans, Excellent. 11 a.m. Where, and uh, is it open to the public? Open to the public. It's free. Uh, the program starts at 11, but uh, coffee and donuts at 10. And uh, Sergeant Major Atkins fought a 38-hour battle, 1966, wow. in the Asha Valley. After the smoke cleared, he got credit for 175 kills. Kimmer. Holy moly. Yeah, that was the Ashaw Valley. That was not a happy place to be. Uh, tell us where this is going to be again. It starts at 11. All right. It is at the Atlanta History Center, the new Veterans Park, 11 a.m. Uh, refreshments at 10. 
free parking, uh, free to the public, and we'd love. The, it is honoring Vietnam veterans. So we'd love to get as many Vietnam veterans as we can down there. And where you look, where's the Atlanta History Center located? Uh, uh, walking distance to the governor's mansion, 130 West Paces Ferry. West Paces Ferry. Excellent. Hey, thanks. I really appreciate it. Semper Fi Super Hook right here. And here's Rod on News Radio 1067. Hello, Rod. Welcome aboard. What do you think, my man? Hey, thanks for that report on the ladder in the road on I 20. I hit part of it. Oh, no. I hope you're I'm all right. Wo- I'm wondering if Ben Carson yeah. is going after lost causes he said you know for example if a straight guy or guys go into jail then they come out and they're gay they can come out gay therefore that means that uh it was uh a product of choice but uh you know uh, that establishes him as a social conservative but where is that going to get him anywhere well no i don't i I think i i hope it's a non-issue really I think what he, well, I, I can't speak for him. All I know is I, I don't remember the day that I decided to be a heterosexual male. I mean, it was, I, you know, I didn't decide. I didn't choose one day. I just am what I am. And so I, I find it hard to believe that people coming out of prison can decide whether to be gay or not, despite what might have happened to them behind bars. Uh, hmm, but uh, anyway, Rod, I got to go. You kill me. That's, that's what keeps me out of prison. I can tell you that right now. <clears throat> Misdemeanors <laughs> are fine, but I'm not doing any felonies if I can help it. Uh, Twelve fit because I got those lit. You got to see the picture. I mean, I'm too cute. I'm just damn oh, too damn lit. pretty. Oh, I'd make a terrible prisoner. Twelve fifty seven. Why did I even put that up there? <laughs> the hell am I thinking? Twelve fifty seven on News Radio one zero six seven. Mercy. Before you leave for your long-awaited trip to Europe, Africa, or Alpharetta, make sure you make your way to showcase photo and video and see John Williams and the team. Not only are they Atlanta's premier authorized dealer for Nikon, Canon, Sony, Panasonic, Fiji, Blackmagic Design, Olympus, and more, the Showcase School remains a pioneer in field of adult photography education. Located at the corner of La Vista and Cheshire Bridge, call them today, Atlanta's finest photo and video equipment dealer, 404-325-7676. That's 404 404- 325-7676 or showcaseinc.com. This is Secretary of State John Kerry, and you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. You know, the Kimmer always puts a smile on my face. Or maybe it's just all that Botox. Listen to the Kimmer, weekdays, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer is a Kleenex, strong, soft, and disposable. Oh, wait a minute. The Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. Oh, he heard a hotter. Hell, look out. 105. Yeah. The largest collection of material about Velvet Underground is now at... Cornell University. I don't know why. The author and collector of all this stuff on Velvet Underground, Johann Kugelberg, donated 25 boxes of albums, unreleased recordings, handwritten lyrics, and rare photos to Cornell's Division of Rare Manuscript Collections. One of the, he'd collect all things Velvet Underground, singing for you here, waiting for the man. And uh, one of the items he collected is an oversized poster for the Velvet Underground and Nico, believed to be the only existing copy of that poster. 
The collection's being cataloged, then it'll be accessible to the public and to researchers for free. I don't know what researchers would want to do with studying Velvet Underground, but hey, you know, it could happen. Mo, uh, Mo Tucker, their female drummer, probably listens to us because she lives around here. Is that right? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Mo, Mo, what's your name? Mo Tucker. Mo Tucker. Hey, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mo. Hey, Mo. <laughs> hey, Mo. <laughs> well, she should give us a call sometime. All right, hold everything. We got a special early 1 o'clock hour edition of the old Newsbreak line. Let's see who's on the old Newsbreak line. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmer. Get down. Get down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. It's Arnold. I hey, am my... here to pop up what's left of your sucky show. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger calling. Oh, my. I wonder, did you, did you remember your uh, former wife, Maria Shriver's birthday? She's 60 today. Oh, she's still my wife. He never got a divorce. Oh, you know? that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you know, I agreed to a mediator, but she insisted on a translator, you know. <laughs> Hello. Maria is 60. Well, she would be 60 years old, you know, if she was still alive today. She <laughs> just Maria just made the 100th appearance of special guest corpse on NCIS. You know? <laughs> corpse number four right there. She's badly decomposed there, Jethro. <laughs> that was my ducky impersonation. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time Maria went to Johnny's hideaway and all the guys were hitting on her? No, really? <laughs> yeah, one said, hey, baby, what's a nice cadaver like you doing in a moor? like this. <laughs> Could I buy you a formaldehyde on the rocks? And, <laughs> and by the way, bartender, another vinegar and water for Miss Fonda over there in the corner. <laughs> I mean, because when you act like a dude, you know, you might as well drink white wine. You know? On the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Serena Williams is being hailed as yeah. a hero for chasing down the would-be cell phone yeah, thief. Cell phone thief, yeah. yeah it turns out the would be Perpetrator used to work over there at Hartsfield Corrupt Mayor Airport. <laughs> and, you know, he had sticky fingers. Yep. It was just force of habit. Just doing his job. You know, it's a good thing the guy didn't try to rob Venus Williams. So you didn't want to rob Venus Williams? Why? Well, that? Venus would have whipped out her piece and maybe even brandished a weapon. You never know, you know. <laughs> the last chick. guy who tried to rip off Venus was Chaz Bono because she wouldn't swap with him. <laughs> You know Chaz Bono, yeah. back when he was chastity, he had a real case of Venus Envy. <laughs> Venus in my... <laughs> you know, I Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. I feel bad about joking about Maria. She's yeah. being treated again yeah. for bulimia. Oh, she is treated for... Oh, my. Yeah, the doctor gave her one pill and told her to take it four times a day. Oh, <laughs> 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 the same pill. <laughs> no one overdo it, you know, I get full, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Do you know what Maria calls two fingers, Kimmer? What she calls two fingers? I, I don't know. Sir. Dessert. Here it comes again. You know, you know why Maria loves the landmark diner? Why she love the landmark diner? Only the purge, the food just comes back up on its own. Especially when the owner of the punchline hits the stage. <laughs> two fingers for dessert, eh? <laughs> I got one more. Can I do one more? Sure, absolutely. Do you know why Maria? loves KFC. Why she loves KFC? I don't know, sir. Because it comes with its own bucket. Oh! <laughs> Aren't you glad you took this <laughs> Thank you so much, Arnold. Everyone enjoys that lunch now. <laughs> yeah, thank you so very much, Arnold. <laughs>
Schwarzenegger. You know, it's amazing. The guy's been in America for 45 years or something, and he still has trouble speaking English. That's all right. 110, it's only me on News Radio 1067, 844 1067. There is a kid in Los Angeles who is named Ramses Sanguino who knows seven languages. He can solve mathematical uh, complex equations and apparently is demonstrating telepathy at his home with his mother. A woman uh, named Dr. Powell, trained at Johns Hopkins University, runs a private practice in Oregon, is studying Ramses Sanguino believing that uh, telepathy may represent an alternative method of communication between autistic children and their parents with whom they want to communicate and simply can't. She says it's a perfect opportunity to set up for telepathy. Uh, This woman tested the uh, young man. She used a random number generator, picking numbers for the mother to write down and think about, and then asked her son Ramses to try to read his mother's mind. He recited 38 numbers written down out of sight. He wrote down 38 numbers that someone else had written down out of his sight, and he got 38 numbers. He was correctly able to guess 16 out of 17 other numbers hidden out of sight, including one that was double digits. Uh, When he was a baby, he uh, started reading when he was 12 months old. He could say words in English, Spanish, Greek, and Japanese. When he was 18 months old, he knew all the multiplication tablets in English and Spanish. He had learned the periodic table and all the atomic numbers by the time he was a year and a half. The mother says, I have no idea how he learned parts of Hindi, Arabic, or Hebrew by the time he was three. They used to leave their computer on in the house and wonder whether somehow he got a hold of that. Uh, She put him into school, but he kept correcting the teachers of all the mistakes the teachers made when he was in first grade and second grade. He's called one of the top five savants in the world. And this kid we're talking about who speaks seven languages and solves mathematical equations and apparently is telepathic, he's five. He's five years old. Where in the world he learned how to speak Hindi and Japanese? Oh, yeah. oh. And his mother says, you know, she hopes he grows up one day to invent a cure for cancer. I mean, who, who knows? Five. Wow. One twelve. I need a volunteer. Okay. You'll do it. Come up here. Bow to your sensei. Bow to your sensei. <laughs> when I go home to this. <laughs> the Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Yeah, this is Humphrey Bogart, and now <laughs> here's your host, yes. a man who stole the key to the food locker and the strawberries. <laughs> he had more than his share of strawberries. He had Cool Whip on top of them, and I would have found that key if they hadn't ordered the cane out of action. Take the tow line. Defective equipment. No more, no less. Here he is, <laughs> Kim Peterson. Thank you so very much, folks. Daddy's got a gun. Yeah. Because this was the day... When Marvin Gaye Sr. in 1984 on this day received five years probation for shooting his son, singer Marvin Gaye. He had pleaded no contest to voluntary manslaughter. Uh, What happened was uh, a rather unusual story. Christmas Day, 1983, Marvin gave his father a Smith & Wesson 38 Special Pistol. 
Marvin's parents had arguments about a misplaced insurance policy letter. The day before he died, the argument spread to Marvin's, Marvin Gaye's, bedroom. Angered about his father confronting his mother, Marvin commanded his dad to leave her alone. Uh, the old man complied and left. There was no violence that night, but he kept yelling throughout the house. Well, on April 1st of 1984, an impatient dad, Marvin Gaye, shouted at his wife about this silly document again. Marvin Gaye, dressed in a maroon robe, shouted back, telling his father if he had something to say, do it in person. Marvin Sr. refused to talk to him. Marvin warned him, don't come into his room. Marvin Sr. charged upstairs, verbally attacked his wife over the document. Marvin Jr., the singer, jumped out of his bed, ordered his father out of the room. When that didn't work, he got enraged and despondent, shoved him out of the room in the hallway, uh, beat the crap out of him, kicked him and punched him, returning the physical abuse that his old man had inflicted upon Marvin Gaye, the singer, during his childhood. Uh, one, uh, the, the wife later told reporters, Marvin hit him. I shouted for him to stop. He paid no attention. He gave my husband some hard kicks. And he had said if anyone in the family ever dared to strike the father, he would murder them, saying the father made that very clear on more than one occasion. Marvin Gaye followed his father to the bedroom and, according to his mother, kicked him brutally. Eventually, they were separated. Minutes later, 12.38 p.m. on that day, senior Marvin Gaye entered the bedroom, returning with a thirty-eight pistol his son had bought him, pointed it at Marvin and shot him in the heart. She said, my husband didn't say anything. He just pointed the gun at Marvin. I screamed. It was very quick. He shot my my husband, shot Marvin. Marvin screamed. I tried to run. Marvin slid down to the floor after the first shot. The father walked over, stepped closer after the first shot, and shot him a second time, point blank. The mother, Alberta, screamed and ran out of the bedroom, pleading with her husband not to shoot her. The brother uh, said uh, the brother, Frankie, was very emotional, holding Marvin as he lay there dying and bleeding. And according to Marvin Gaye's brother, Frankie, Marvin, barely speaking above a whisper, told him, quote, I got what I wanted. I couldn't do it myself, so I had him do it. It's good. I ran my race. There's no more left in me and died. He had cocaine and PCP angel dust in his system. Uh, Marvin Gaye was given a star-studded funeral at Forest Lawn Park in Glendale, California. 10,000 mourners were there. Smokey Robinson, Dick Gregory delivered eulogy. Stevie Wonder performed Lighting Up the Candles. It was an open-casket funeral, and Marvin Gaye, the singer, was wearing one of his costumes from his final tour, a gold and white military uniform with an ermine wrap at his shoulders. Marvin Sr.'s injuries uh, during the final fight uh, came into play in the court case. He pleaded no contest to voluntary manslaughter in September 1984. The judge sentenced him to serve six years suspended sentence, five years probation. Marvin Sr., the father, told the court while crying, if I could bring him back, I would. I was afraid of him. I thought I was going to get hurt. I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm really sorry for everything that happened. I loved him. I wish he could have stepped through that door right now. I'm paying the price. And Marvin Sr. got probation for killing Marvin Gaye, the singer. Isn't that unbelievable? Sweetness, Bell. Oh, my God, man. All right. Hold everything. Ten, oh, no, nine, no. Don't give that to me. Hold it. All right. There it is. Six, ah! five, four, <laughs> Crap. Three, Hold on. I got it. Two, one. I got it. Okay. Uh, should we do <laughs> All right. I'm going to do an actual. <laughs> I'm going to do an actual sweetness, Bell. Uh, this is a true story. An elderly Chinese woman had two large pots, each hung on the ends of a pole, which she carried across her neck. One of the pots had a crack in it, while the other pot was perfect, always delivered a full portion of water. 
At the end of the long walks, with a stream to the house, the cracked pot arrived only half full as the Chinese woman with the two large pots walked back to the house. Two years went by, the woman bringing home only one and a half pots of water. Of course, the perfect pot was proud of its accomplishments. The poor cracked pot was ashamed of its own imperfection and miserable that it could only do half of what it had been made to do. After two years of bitter failure, it spoke to the woman one day by the stream. I'm ashamed of myself, said the cracked pot, because this crack in my side causes water to leak all the way back to your house. The old woman smiled. Did you notice that there are flowers on your side of the path, but not on the other pot's side? That's because, she said, I have always known about your flaw, so I planted flower seeds on your side of the path, and every day while we walk back, you water them. For two years, I've been able to pick these beautiful flowers to decorate the table. Without you being just the way you are, there would not be this beauty to grace the house. Each of us has our own unique flaw, but it's the cracks and flaws we each have that make our lives together so very interesting and rewarding. You've just got to take each person for what they are and look for the good in them. So to all of my cracked pot friends, have a great day and remember to smell the flowers on your side of the path. Bow to your sensei! <laughs> well, that was a rip-off. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't funny at all. That was horrible. Wow. That was a sweetness. See, Plenty of other interesting things you can do. Have you ever tried marijuana? <laughs> Well, how about this for a happy story? A grandmother in Austria was ticked off at her family. I mean ticked off. And she was on her deathbed at the nursing home. And in her one of her last desperate acts to get back at her family, she took her entire life savings, which would have gone into her will, uh, more than a million dollars, uh, her will, I think oh, I've mispronounced it. She took more than a million dollars in cash and shredded it. What? Ripped it to pieces. And they found it on her deathbed at the nursing home so that her family wouldn't get any of it. Over a million dollars. Now, the police were called. They said, we can't do anything. You know, she didn't break any laws. The damage of the money in the woman's property was hers. It's not a criminal matter, so we have not begun any kind of investigation. But for some reason, this story says that the bank stepped in anyway and promised to replace all the shredded money. How can they do that? Somebody's got to pay for the million dollars. It came out of somewhere. It just represents the million, and at the million, they could just print more up or something. Yeah, but still, it's, it's it was still a million dollars. It was there one minute, and now it's not, and they had to come up with somebody's million to cover it. I know. Anyway, the grandma didn't quite get me. I think that's mean. She wanted to cut off her relatives. So who who has the right to say she couldn't do what she wanted? It was her money. Right. Oh, anyway, I, that's kind of strange. Also, coming up, <clears throat> you had a really bad day. You went to a party, too much to drink, talked to a stranger, went upstairs, had sex, found out you had herpes. Now what are you going to do? That was an assignment in eighth grade school. Mm -hmm. 
What coming up? One twenty-seven on News Radio one hundred six seven. Let me tell you something, man. This is John Gruden, <laughs> hey, Coach. And this portion of our show is brought to you by the yeah. Johnny Manziel Comedy Club. Oh boy, where every joke is over your head. <laughs> I said every, over... you know, like his passes. <laughs> anyway, here's your temporary yeah. host, Kim Peterson. Yeah, I guess they didn't do too well with old Johnny Football last night, <laughs> the Cleveland game. And Cincinnati's still, what are they, 7-0 and now? 8-0. No. 8-0? Holy moly. Ah, look out, 135. Glenn Fry with the Eagles is 67 today. Uh, actress Sally Field, you really like me, is 69. Model actress Rebecca, and her name is Ramjin, by the way. Everybody calls her Rebecca Romaine, but her name is Ramjin. It's, it's, it's R-O-M-I-J-N, Ramjin. You call her Romaine. What is she, a head of lettuce? Rebecca Ramjin's 43 today. And the, uh, the hideous Emma Stone is 27. Do you think she's attractive? I don't She's not attractive. She's got a mouth like a torn pocket. Well, in a, in a girl next door kind of way. Well, no, I don't think. You really think she's good looking? She's not the ugliest they keep girl. Ca- well, yeah, but she's nothing special. And they keep saying, you know, I don't know. What do I care? Anyway, she's 27. I'm not a man. 136. It's only the cover. You can tell it's a letter rip Friday. That's for sure. 844-404-1067. Hold on, Joe. Be right with you. I got a quick email here on the Kimmer Show Facebook page. It says, uh, Kimmer from Jeffrey Cordell. I see you with Jack the Good Boy. I served in the Navy during Desert Storm. When you get a chance on one of your shows, give a shout out to the J.B. Hunt Intermodal Division. We all listen to your show. Personally, I like Charlton Heston. Don't ever leave. Hoorah. So there you go. Anyway, J.B. Hunt Intermodal Division. I wonder what that means. What's Intermodal Division mean, I suppose? Any idea? That's between modals. Yeah, between the modals. Sure. There you are. Go to the Slauson cutoff and cut off your Slauson. You fire! <laughs> I hold everything. 136. Uh, Joe's going to help us ec- explain something about this grandmother in Austria who shredded over a million dollars in cash on her deathbed so her family wouldn't get it, and the bank is going to replace it. Joe, what's the deal, man? All right. If they can get the serial number off that, they can put it down as destroyed and replace it. We, The U.S. Treasury does the same thing with American currency. Really? If you was... To have, uh, let's say your house burned down, you had a safety box underneath your bed, fifty thousand dollars in yeah, it. Yeah. And and you walk in there and you give it to them, they'll test it, and they say, all right, well, there's enough ashes here, and we got the serial number for half of. They'll replace that fifty thousand dollars. Oh, I guess that makes sense. If you go to a bank with right. a ripped twenty dollar bill, they'll give you another one for it. But I didn't know. But see, this you case, have to the have woman. Past, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to prove that it, it was actual bill. But uh, in this Otherwise, case, they'll the, give you half of that amount of money. If you went in there with a half of a hundred dollar bill, they give you 50. <laughs> give you fifty. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, thanks, man. That clears up a whole bunch of stuff right there. An Austrian and I grandmother. And deny the fact that you like me <laughs> right now. Oh, you like Sally. Me. Oh, Sally. Sally. Easy there, kid. Flying freaking nun, all right. <laughs> Have you seen it recently? No. no it didn't, didn't turn out too good, huh? Uh, it's all right. No, no. Who, who are we? Who are we? Uh, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. I'm not making this story up. New Jersey School District facing scrutiny for a homework assignment that read as the following. 
verbatim assignment. Quote, you had a really rotten day, but lucky for you, you and your best friend having an awesome party later. You go to the party, start drinking. You have a little too much to drink and start talking to this guy or girl you've never seen before. You head upstairs to better get better acquainted despite several friends telling you you don't even know this person. You end up having sex with this person. The next day, you really can't remember everything that happened and rely on your best friend to fill you in. A week later, you find out you contracted herpes from your one-night stand, and this is a disease you will have all of your life and never known when an outbreak will occur. Write a reactive response. This was a test question for 8th graders in New Jersey. 8th graders. The te- this wasn't a story, this wasn't a, a topic or a subject in the sex class or in the biology class. This was for language arts. Yeah. They had to write a reactive response to getting drunk and having a one-night stand and getting herpes from a stranger at a party. Eighth graders are supposed to write a, quote, reactive response to the drinking, partying, and unprotected sex with a, with a, with a one-night stand. Eighth grade. The parents, are, the parents are saying, wait a minute, you know, language arts used to be about, uh, you know, dangling participles and uh, split infinitives, and if there's any dangling going around here, it ought to be, uh, you know, uh, he, she, him, her went to the store or something. I don't know. She, can you believe it? I can't, frankly. I'm 14. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and then, speaking of the weird students thing, I, I know this is amusing and I'm wrong and I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel this way, but in Jackson County, Georgia... I mean, in Jackson, George, I'm sorry, a 17-year-old girl had to swear on a Bible that she was not pregnant so she could be part of the Student Government Association. She had gained some weight. The teacher said, I think you're pregnant. She says, I'm not pregnant. And the teacher made her swear on a Bible that she was not pregnant. The girl is in Butts County, and her name is Chastity. The, the teacher asked if she was a Christian. She said, yes, I am. The advisor asked another teacher to get a Bible. They got the Bible, and Chastity said she was asked to swear that she was not pregnant. She swore she was not pregnant, paid the $25 dues to join the Student Government Association. She said, the advisor said, I think you're pregnant. You can't walk behind me pregnant. Your check will be refunded. I hope you graduate and have a nice life. And they wouldn't let her join, even though she swore she was not pregnant, and she's not pregnant. But the teacher said, you you look pregnant to me. I think you're lying. Wow. And they, I mean, this is unbelievable. This is a 17-year-old girl who's been in student government her entire high school career. But she gained some weight in her senior year, and the teacher said, you look pregnant to me. I'm not letting you in student government. Well, how about we salute kids this way? In South Carolina, Rock Hill tells the story of an 11-year-old boy and his seven-year-old sister, Shavanta, who were waiting for the bus, the bus stop, school bus stop, a car careened out of the traffic and started heading toward the kids. The 11-year-old boy, Ladarius Wiley, pushed his seven-year-old sister out of the car's path, so the car hit him and killed him. And now they're going to name a park after the 11-year-old boy who saved his sister by shoving her out of the way of a car, a driver, a drunk driver charged with felony hit and run resulting in death in uh, Chester, South Carolina. 142, it's on the camera on News Radio 1067. Let's check your traffic there. Yeah. Fat Lark, come get some dinner. <laughs>
Tina, eat. Eat the food. <laughs> eat the food. <laughs> oh, yeah? The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. <laughs> This is Eric Erickson from WSB, and this portion of our show is brought to you by Kirk Mellish. Oh, Kirk. My exclusive forecast, I'm expecting a pop-up shower this afternoon, and there could be some rain later. Thank you, Kirk, and now here's your host, the Kimmer. Thank you so much, Eric. 150, how you doing? Good to have you aboard. It's only me, it's only the Kimmer on News Radio 106.7. <laughs> on this day in 1975, catch how this would have worked. The Sex Pistols played their first concert. All right? First concert, 1975. They show up at a London art school to do their first concert at the London Art School Dance. First concert ever. Ten minutes into it, the school's social programmer unplugged their amps. <laughs> He didn't want the children listening to this sort of stuff in school. 1975. Ah! <laughs> uh, a couple of birthdays. Actress Fandy. It's actually spelled Fandy, but it's pronounced Tandy Newton. And she's that hot, exotic black chick from uh, WKRP in Cincinnati or News Radio or one of those things. Her name is Tan- T-H-A-N-D-I-E. Fandy Newton. Uh, do you know who that? I think she. I think she's that hot black actress, and she was in... News radio or one of those uh, shows from several years ago. She's 43 today. Kelly Rutherford from Melrose Place is 47. Just for the record. All right, here we go. And uh, let's see, how about one more? Patina Miller, a chick from Madam Secretary, is 31. I'm a salute to Hillary. And actor Ethan Hawke is 45 today. Also, uh, Catherine Cryer. You know who that is? TV host. She's on CNN. Uh, Catherine Cryer was a judge in Texas, if I'm not mistaken, and from just my memory serves me, and um, the mouth of the South was going into Texas and saw her interviewed on, uh, Ted Turner saw her interviewed on a talk show or a news show, and he hired her to be one of his TV hosts on CNN, just because he liked the way she looked. Catherine Cryer, the, she was a judge, he liked the way she looked, so he hired her to be on CNN, and she's been there ever, that was probably 20 years ago, she's been there ever oh, since. More than that. Maybe, yeah. She's been around a while. But she was she was a judge, and he either saw her interview somebody or being interviewed or is something. Is she still and said, there? I, I think she is. I don't know. I don't watch CNN, so I don't know. Uh, 152. Oh, hold everything. Here's the Newsmaker Line. Letter of Friday. Let's see who's on the old uh, Newsmaker Line. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, oh, okay. Mr. Kimmer. Oh, yeah. It's Neil. Yes. Pope of France yeah, is calling. Holy you wholesomeness know. of Pope. Welcome. Welcome well, sir. you know, he's, he's good Catholics, yes. and he's... Christians, we should learn to forgive Mr. Kimmer. Forgive, yes, sir. Forgive. So let us not to be too hard yeah. on the Dr. Ben Carson. I mean, not too hard on Dr. Ben Carson. Well, at least he owned up to the lie and didn't tell three or four more to cover up the original fabrication like some other people that I won't mention. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Ben didn't have his friends leak some symphony ploy to the AJC to try and weasel out of it. So let's <laughs> no, give the man credit. <laughs> Give him a break for today. I see we're in his old new tell-all book, Tiger Woods' caddy, Steve Williams. Yeah, caddy. He reveals that Tiger could be a real jerk. A jerk, a total jerk, yeah. Yes, Steve, he went on to reveal that John Daly is a drunk. <laughs> Colin Montgomery has man boobs. <laughs> and Justin Leonard isn't fun for the ladies. <laughs> just... 
things we always knew, Alex. <laughs> he also wrote that that Brett the truck driver bites the big one. <laughs> he also wrote that, did he? <laughs> I'm not sure what he means. <laughs> Big by fan that. of the Kimmer Show. I don't know. <laughs> in his next book, uh, Steve will reveal what I, the Pope, would do in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a bear? Either sure. one, sir. Be fine with us. <laughs> now it's time for a visitor from somewhere east of Vatican oh, City. Excellent. The mystic sage of Pope Nack the Magnificante. Pope Nack the Magnificante, sir. The answer is Fred Thompson's widow and noon to three on news radio. Fred Thompson's widow and noon to three on news radio. Name two things that are currently available. And there'll be people going after the widow, I guarantee you that. <laughs> it's pretty hot if I there. Wasn't, if I wasn't a celibate pope, I sure would. You know. <laughs> Tap that, would you? <laughs> Hit that. How many widows can you pick up in the Ford Focus? <laughs> <laughs> the Pope Mobile folding down yeah, back seat. <laughs> <laughs> you run over a piece of gum, you'll have to downshift. <laughs> Not a powerful got, car. Got the only car that dogs chase it and they catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday, I take the bishops out for a push. <laughs> Affection and a pillow. Name two things that Chloe tried to smother Lamar Odom with. <laughs> I hold in my hand the final one. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> May Prince Shimbo give your new puppy a pooch kick. Oh, man. Rough. The answer is... Uh. Classmates.com. Classmates.com. Where does Laura Bush look for a new hood ornament? Oh, God! <laughs> well, you run over one high school friend. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <My> man. <laughs> I look good. <laughs> the Pope. Pope Deck. The Magnificante. Right here. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer on News Radio 1067. Coming up, the 21 year old mom with a baby who gun fought it out with a bad guy, Ben Carson on the West Point scholarship hoo ha. And now he is in their sights and they're coming after him because he's leading the pack. 157, it's only the camera. More news break lines in case you missed them, too, and a song or two, perhaps, too. On news Radio 1067. Who let the dogs out? Hey, guys, it's John Boy. Thanks for downloading today's Kimmer Show podcast. Be sure to tune in from noon to 3, Monday to Friday, for more fun with the whole gang right here on News Radio 1067. Uh, this is Larry Flant, and you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. 
that last segment was so bad, I got up and turned off the radio. Listen to the Kimmer weekdays, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer grows on people. Yeah, thanks. Like a mole. Well. Or cancer. Hey, I had the that. The Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That didn't get me. Neither did the heart attack. But I know there's something out there awaiting. Yeah, 205. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. On News Radio 1067. Here's the number. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. John Matthews answering our phones today. Hangman's off. Uh, do a little family thing, and uh, Matt Doerr is back with us in traffic because uh, our, our buddy Greg was doing the morning show this morning. So anyway, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Graham Parsons, manager on this day in 1973. You know who Graham Parsons? You ever heard that name, John Boy? You know who Graham Parsons is? I have. I've heard of him. Uh, uh, P was telling me more than I knew before that he was. Uh, did he inspire the Eagles, or what was his? Uh... He basically they looked up to him. Yeah, yeah. He was before them. Uh, he uh, he was also used to hang around with Keith Richards, mm-hmm. and was it Emmy Lou Harris was yeah. his uh, true love interest? Oh yeah. Anyway, Graham Parsons died in the early seventies. Was on this day in nineteen seventy three. His manager Phil Kaufman was fined three hundred dollars because the manager stole Parsons' dead body from the Los Angeles airport. The body was cremated instead of taken to Parsons' funeral. And the manager, Phil Coffin, said that's what Parsons wanted to have happen, so he stole the body and had the damn thing set on fire. They took it to the desert and set it on fire. <laughs> Man, he got fined $300 for stealing the body and burning it. Ay, ay, ay. This day, 1988, Ringo Starr and his wife, Barbara Bach, announced they were both seeking treatment as alcoholics. 1988. Actor uh, Peter DeLuise. Is that Dom DeLuise's kid, I'm guessing? Yeah. Peter DeLuise uh, is an actor in Sequest and 21 Jump Street. Peter DeLuise is 49 today. So there you go. I got 207. It's only me. It's only the camera. News Radio 1067. Here's the number. 844. Oh, crap. I forgot to give away the stupid tickets. <laughs> All right. Anybody oh want these tickets? John, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I've got four packet tickets to the 7th Annual Brian McCann Rally Celebrity. It used to be a softball game, but because it's going to rain tomorrow... It's going to be a wiffle ball game, Brian McCann's celebrity wiffle ball game, tomorrow inside Georgia Tech's McCamish Pavilion. I've got four tickets. John, anybody wants them? Here's the number, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. Four tickets for tomorrow at Georgia Tech's Pavilion, uh, the annual Brian McCann. It's going to be a wiffle ball contest. Four tickets. If you want them, you can have them. 844-404-1067. All right, my bad. I just, I just, uh, I'm not good. Let's say it. Ben Carson in the... By the way, have you heard Ben Carson's new spot? It's going to be played in Atlanta. He has a new campaign ad uh, with a rapper. I'm very hopeful that I'm not the only one who's willing to pick up the baton of freedom. Because freedom is not free, and we must fight for it every day. If we want to get America back on track, we got to vote Ben Carson. No matter of fact, go out and vote. I'm Ben Carson, and I approve this message. (laughs) (laughs) Just keeping it crunk. Yeah, crunk. <laughs> you got representing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, please. What? Oh, <laughs> that little blue-eyed soul brother. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's representing. All right, 
Anyway, Ben Carson is defending his statement on the pyramids. Is this a thing? Is this going to be a thing? Ben Carson says he believes, he said this on a TV interview 17 years ago. Now they're, bre- you know, anything you say, if you run for president, if you ever said anything, it's going to come back to mm-hmm. Well, 17 years ago, Ben Carson was talking about the pyramids in Egypt. And he believes that the biblical patriarch Joseph had the pyramids built or built them or somehow contacted God to build them. I'm not sure exactly what the theory is. He got the Jews to build them for... To store grain because the famine was coming. And Ben Carson believes that Joseph knew the famine was coming. God had told him the famine was coming, so he built the pyramids to store grain to make it through the famine. Well, the ongoing theory is that archaeologists believe that the pyramids were built as tombs for pharaohs. Anyway, uh, Ben Carson says some people believe in the Bible like I do and don't find that to be silly at all. And the question there is, is that an issue in terms of deciding a candidate for president, that he believes that Joseph from the Bible built the pyramids rather than the slaves building them for Pharaoh's burial grounds? It's a is common, that a thing? A common sense. You look at there's not a lot of room for storing grain inside of them. No, and... <sighs> I, I, but again, I, you know, I, if he was a, if he were a Scientologist or something really kind of freaky, or those guys who uh, you know did the hell bop comet in their sneakers and killed themselves to be those idiots, yeah. you know, if he was a member of some religion like that of the Scientology, I'd be nervous about it, like voting for a president who was a Scientologist. I mean, that stuff they believe is just wacko. Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, now he's being castigated because he talked about. Years ago, again, in one of his books, he talked about meeting General William Westmoreland, who had just ended his command of U.S. forces in Vietnam. This was 1969. And uh, Ben Carson tells the story in one of his books that he was the top ROTC student in the city of Detroit, was invited to meet General Westmoreland. And he says that he was told that they could, that Westmoreland and some of the Medal of Honor recipients who were there at this uh, event could get him into West Point based on his grades and performance in ROTC. And Carson says he considered it, but in the end did not seek admission. But in the book, he kind of indicates that he was offered a scholarship to West Point. Well, there's no such thing. If you go to West Point, it's all, it's not, it's, they're paid. It's all paid. And in return, you serve six or eight or whatever it is years in the military in return for a free education. You don't pay for West Point or, or any uh, military, Annapolis or Air Force Academy. It's all free. So there, it's not really a scholarship. It's just paid by the government. And then in return, you sign up and agree to be in the service for, I think it's six or eight years. I forgot, plus reserves. Who knows? Anyway, now uh, reporters at CNN are saying that he's a liar. He lied about his past. And Donald Trump even tweeted out, Donald Trump tweeted out that Ben Carson is either a liar or worse because Ben Carson talked about the days when he was young where he tried to stab one of his friends and he almost hit his mother in the head with a hammer. When he had violent issues and temper issues. And and so Donald Trump is saying, if that's true, you don't want this guy for president. And if it's not true, he's a liar and you don't want this guy for president. So, he, I mean, he's, he's boom. You know, it's either way you go. He's got the double whammy. And then you got to wonder what Saturday Night Live is going to be like tomorrow night when the Donald's going to host it. You know this business of West Point is going to suddenly become an issue. I mean, this ought to be... By the way, Gary from Norcross, congratulations, Gary. You're going to see the big old uh, November 7th tomorrow uh, fabulous wiffle ball contest. Of the Norcross Garys. He's from the Norcross Garys, absolutely. All right, it's uh, 212. What did you do last summer again? I told you, I spent it with my uncle in Alaska hunting wolverines. Did you shoot any? 
Yes, like 50 of them. Oh they kept trying to attack my cousins. What the heck would you do in a situation like that? <laughs> Idiot. What kind of gun did you use? A freaking 12 gauge. What do you <laughs> think? <laughs> the Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home. I gave her an name. She was so damn hot. <laughs> oh, sorry. This and this on? portion of our show is brought to you by Forrest Whitaker. Oh, Forrest. Do you ever wonder what Forrest does when he wants a little shut eye? That bothers oh. me. And now here's your host, the Kimmer. All right, 219. We got newspaper lights coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor and the whole deal here. But now, sponsored by Dawsonville Gun and Pawn. Our sports birthdays today include Lamar Odom. Still in the hospital, but he's 36 today. <laughs> and now, holy crap, it's sports and Pete Davis. A man tweeted that back in 1985, his uncle approached then-Washington quarterback Joe Thiesman for an autograph. Yes. The uncle claims Joe looked at him and said, quote, grow some tatas. Tatas, right. Yeah, that's what he said, tatas. Thiesman is denying the allegation. He only signs for the ladies. And by the way, his name was Thiesman, and they changed it at Notre Dame to Thiesman rhymes with Heisman. That's a true story. His name is Thiesman. Your Atlanta Hawks take their sterling record to New Orleans tonight. Former Hawk and Snellville native Lou. Oh, Lou. Why me, Lou? Williams is a big fan of the police and always gets along with them. Does he? Except when video from a Vegas casino in September shows him being handcuffed and slammed against a cop car. Oh. Lou allegedly in a fight, but he was not arrested. So it's oh, well, there you go. First big trade of the hot stove league between Tampa and the Mariners. The only name that interests you will be that of outfield prospect Boog Powell. Wait a minute. His real name is Herschel Mac Powell, but his granddaddy, the famous former Orioles first baseman slugger barbecue joint owner, Boog, gave him the nickname. Ah, Pretty cool. I love it. It's okay to be a Dodgers fan. It took me a long time to get to that place, but yeah, I'm no. okay with it now. Other people can be Dodger fans yeah. around me. Yeah. It's just not okay to be a Dodgers fan in Saginaw, Michigan at a city council meeting in 2006. On this date nine years ago, college student Charles Littleton was sent to the meeting to earn extra credit for class. Oh, that's a good idea. Instead, he became unruly. So the cops were called. They asked him to take his Dodgers cap off. He refused. Cops answered by sending 50,000 volts of electricity through him with a taser. <laughs> don't tase me, bro. <laughs> I don't like cheaters. No. Neither do the good people of Austintown, Ohio. They were holding a race for three-year-old girls when a boy entered the race... Somebody entered the boy into the race, and he won it. Can you believe that someone would stoop to that? Three-year-old? Three-year-old. What a nice lesson, huh? Did I mention they were horses? Ah, well, but still, a boy horse and a girl horse is not fair. Uh, Remember last week when I told you about boxer Yousef Mack, who had appeared in a gay porn movie, but later claimed he was drugged and didn't remember doing it, and he was not gay. I am not gay. He's gay. He's gay. (laughs) Yousef now admits to lying, saying, quote, I'm gay. I'm tired of holding it in. No, wait, that was kind of the issue, (laughs) wasn't it? Wasn't that Silence of the Lambs? I think it got him in trouble in the first place. Tucking that in. Who hasn't done a tuck or two uh, once in a while? On. I mean, come uh, on, everybody. Yousaf says he considered suicide rather than tell his kids. Fortunately for him, he had advice from a family member. Yeah. Unfortunately, that family member told him to kill himself uh, because he was an embarrassment to the family. Oh, my God. Yousaf says others are supporting him, including his now ex-fiance. Oh, boy. Let's play a game. All right. I'm going to tell you about Kobe Bryant, and you tell me whether he's patriotic or not. All right, sir. The Lakers on Tuesday wore special socks in red, white, and blue as part of Hoops for Troops Week. But Kobe and Jameer Nelson refused to wear them. Kobe's spokesman claims he just didn't like the length of the socks, preferring quarter length to crew. So he chose comfort over country. So patriotic or unpatriotic? Unpatriotic. Why do you say so? 
You were patriotic, were you? Okay. Unpatriotic. The long knives are out in Detroit. The heir to the Firestone fortune, who owns the Lions, just fired the team GM and Prez. Some coaches are blaming the team's failures on QB Matt Stafford, saying he's dumb. Matt's wife Kelly took to Twitter to defend her man and breadwinner, saying Stafford scored 38 on the Wonderlick test, which is pretty good. Yeah. 49ers QB Blaine Gabbert this weekend starter against the Falcons scored a 42. Well, really? Yeah. Remember when Yankees pitcher CC Sabathia entered rehab one day before the playoffs yeah. started? Yeah. Probably because he just found out he was an alcoholic. Yeah, he didn't realize it. Rough timing for the team and all <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, no. CC knew he was a lush, a rummy, a drunk, a souse, all the way back in 2012. <laughs> oh, my. Oh and he waited until really? one day before the playoffs. Oh. And finally, Adidas <laughs> is offering their help in stopping high schools around the country to get rid of their Native American mascots. Adidas, which is a German company, is offering the services of their brown shirt division to go around <laughs> and explain why the principal may want to change that mascot. <laughs> Nice school you got here. Be a shame if something happened to it. Yes, uh, ways of making you keep your mascot intact. Uh, thank you, Pete. I love it. 223. It's only the camera. Hey, do you mind if I do something I do every Friday? I want to check the weather forecast. What you doing, baby? Yeah, it's rated men, all right, and that means only one thing. Hide the women and children, for we bring you now. Oh, men's on ball with the glorious Leslie Dove. Hello. Hey, Leslie, how's it going? Getting ready for a big KY weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Kentucky? uh, (laughs) Big game with Kentucky. Yeah, we're going to the Athens game in Athens, too, at Kentucky-Georgia, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Thank you. You can bet we will all be well lubricated after the tailgate party before (laughs) the big KY contest. (laughs) A lot of drinking going on, really. We might enjoy just some adult beverages, too. You never know. (laughs) Also have a beer. (laughs) Here's mud ya. Anyway... Speaking of the dogs, the bad news is Coach Mark Rick's future is in yeah. doubt, Kimmer. In doubt, sir, is it in doubt? The good news is fate isn't completely sealed like yours is. There is a chance, <laughs> you know. I mean, at least UGA isn't promising Coach Rick some contract that's never going to appear or anything. You know? <laughs> False hope, my God. You can pet Coach Mark Rick players would hate to see him go. Hate Kimmer. to see him go, sir. Well, I mean, God forbid they bring in a coach who suspends players when they get arrested. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> that's I mean, right. That'd be like Fulton County hiring a DA that prosecutes murdering black athletes. I mean, it's just not going to happen in our lifetime. We can hope. We can dream. Well, it looks like it could be a coaching change over at Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets are struggling this year. Georgia Tech change. As a matter of fact, my sources reveal that Tech officials have called in Lorena Bobbitt. You know, she's an expert on Johnson Severance. (laughs) Hello. She's an expert in... Sever your Johnson. These all known as jokes, these by are the way. <laughs> it worked on these. Well, the Falcons travel to San Francisco oh. where the 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick will be riding the bench, yeah. which is coincidentally what used to go on in the Cincinnati Red locker room, if you believe the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is Johnny Bench what said the best thing about playing catcher was the view. So. <laughs> Your own conclusions yeah. from that. <laughs> Kaepernick will be replacing the Falcon game by Blaine Gilbert, who comes from Jacksonville, yeah. where he was known as a major Jack offensive star. Jack offensive star <laughs> for the Jacksonville <laughs> offensive star. <laughs> 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 
I don't give the Niners much chance against the Falcons. Not the chance, sir, really. Now, I think uh, Matt Ryan and Julio will be harder to stop than Laura Bush's Impala when she spots a classmate. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> you run over one student. <laughs> he flies through the air with the greatest of ease. Oh, and until next time, this has been Legend Dove. I'll see you, Philip Serena. Go Hawks. Wish, wish. Thank you, Legend. New Orleans. <laughs> oh, look out. Two twenty-six. By the way, some of the other things that Ben Carson believes from the Bible, he believes Easter Island actually is the home of the real-life Easter Bunny. So that <laughs> Ben Carson believes there's no Australia. No one's actually ever been there. Think about it. This man's got a point. And the original Garden of Eden, there was Adam, Eve, and Eve's friend who just wouldn't shut up, so they let the snake have her. Again, these are things. Who's to say? Two twenty-seven on News Radio one hundred six seven. Look out. This is John Lovitz. Hey, John. And this portion of our show is brought to you by the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, It's a non-profit. Yeah, 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 (laughs) non-profit. Just like the Clinton Foundation, the Hannity Freedom Alliance, the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Thank you, John. 1957. The Lucy Desi Comedy Hour on CBS premiered, and it was during the season uh, Lucy and Desi agreed to get a divorce. So that was didn't work out too well. Yep, that did <laughs> during the show. Oh, Lucy! Uh, this was the day in 1861. Confederate President Jefferson Davis was elected to a six-year term of office. How'd that work out? Work out pretty good. 236 on News Radio 106.7. I got news break line. Oh, hold on a second. Here's uh, David on News Radio 106.7. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. Hey, Kimmer. I'm glad to hear you're back on the radio, man. I've missed you. Thanks. Good to be here. Longtime fan, all the way back to the 90s. Um, Thanks. Look, this this thing about Ben Carson, I know you've been making fun of him. Great show, by the way. You always crack me up. Thanks. It was a pure political hit piece by Politico. It is a pure fabrication. It's nothing more than a lie by Politico to go after Ben Carson because he's a black conservative. He never applied, and he never sought a nomination for an appointment to West Point. Right. I think the story— In his book, Gifted Hands, that he only sought entry into one Ivy League school, and that was Yale, and it's the only school he applied to, and thank God they accepted him. That's his words. He never makes the claim anywhere at any time that he applied for— admission to the United States Military Academy at West Point. Yeah, he said he was introduced to Westmoreland, who, had, who had, uh, took a, a fondness to him because he, he was the head of his ROTC class, the best ROTC cadet at, in uh, Detroit, and he yep. met some um, Congressional Medal of Honor recipients, and he said that the that basically what I understand is what he said was they said, if you want to go to West Point, we can get you in because you're certainly qualified. And so he had the opportunity to go to West Point. But I don't think he ever said, I applied and was accepted but changed my mind. I mean, he never, he never said that. This is never just... Never said that. This is, never, this not is, once ever did he say that. Yeah. Nowhere, this at any time. Wiggling on the, on the excerpts of, of something that happened 30 years, 40 or whatever it was years ago. And yeah. it's just it's to make him look bad. And he, know, he says they're out to get me. And it's only because he's been doing better in the polls. Yep. I, and I, I think it's a concerted effort. I mean, it... it we see this all the time with conservative candidates, particularly black conservatives. I yep. mean, you look at some of the other black conservatives that have been very prominent in politics that have that have won elected office. The the amount of vitriol and hate and malice that goes towards them from the mainstream media is just sickening. I mean, it is 
sickening how they portray these people when they are good, honest, decent, upstanding people. And I think that Ben Carson is a, uh, obviously a very intelligent man, and I, I don't think he would make a bad president. God only knows he'd be better than the one we have now. Well, that's for sure. You know, I mean, I, I just, I just know with the mean, the mainstream media is full of lies. It's, it's a, it's a pack of vicious snakes, and they're going to do whatever they can to tear down whoever is the front runner against Hillary. Doesn't matter if it's Trump. Doesn't matter if it's Carson. Doesn't matter if it's Cruz. Yep. They will pull out all the stops to go after these guys because that's what they do. Exactly, David. Thanks, man. You're absolutely right. I think you now Ben may have a little trouble. Ben came out with some other things he believes from the Bible. For example, uh, he believes there were originally 15 commandments, but Moses, known back then as Old Fumble Fingers, dropped five of them on the way down, <laughs> including "Thou shalt avoid spending time with women for more than 28 days in a row." That was one that was never made it. And thou shalt only insult a shoeshine boy just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. This believes in the Bible. It's one of the commandments. He also believes that God deliberately told Kent Herbeck to push Ron Gann off first base and forgave him for the lie he told all those years. All right, wait a minute. How about a newsbreaker lie? <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> How you been, David? I meant to ask well, you. Well, you know, I'm enjoying my retirement a lot more than you're going to, pal. I mean, <laughs> at least I know what I, I knew when I was leaving, right? Yes, you know? you did. <laughs> the timetable. Oh, okay. a big story. Ben Carson uh, apparently accused yeah. of lying on his West Point application. Yeah. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. So. You know, I still have a crack staff even though I've retired. Really? If John Boy could help me out, we've got a sure. special top ten list for the Kimmer Show. All right, sir. Where the hell would I be doing a think about, you know? <laughs> not busy. Here they are, the top ten other lies that Dr. Ben Carson has been caught telling. All right, sir. Wow. Number ten, Ben Carson claims Jimmy Carter confided in him in 1975 that he was going to run for president. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, didn't somebody else do that? I was in the room. I heard him. He told me. Number nine, Ben Carson yeah. claims he met Charles Bronson at a ski resort. Now, now come wait a on. minute. <laughs> number eight, Ben Carson's final wife witnessed his only hole in one on number five at the River Pines Golf Course. That's my damn. You're confusing with the Kimmer. <laughs> number seven. Ben Carson claims he knows Pat Sajak. Now, come on, for God's sake. Those famous lies. I missed a minute. <laughs> Number six, Ben boasted that Carol Burnett kissed him and the picture made the national I news. I got the photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, however, Ben Carson refused to disclose what happened after he met Jim Neighbors at the same event. <laughs> <laughs> He's never touched me. <laughs> Number four. Ben Carson is such a liar, he claims negotiations with Cumulus are, quote, ongoing. <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> Number three, Ben Carson swears that he thought his final wife and Shannon Sharp were just workout partners. <laughs> no, wait, wait a minute. That could, that's not Ben Carson. That <laughs> couldn't have been Ben Number Carson. Number two, get this. Ben Carson claimed he did a live interview with Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. How does that one get in there? I don't know. <laughs> I think we've got some Joining us now. <laughs> Casinos are doing great, even though they're all out of business now, you know. Bankruptcy, you know. It was a year old, right? It was a year old in 2004. <laughs> right. Anyway, the number one lie, yes. ladies and gentlemen, by Ben Carson. Yes, yes. Uh, this is the whopper. He expects to be on the radio in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Things we have in common for 200, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. David Good Letterman. Night.
Thank you, David. Look for Laura Bush and drive safely. No! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. 242. It's only the Kimmer. Let it rip Friday. More news regular lights coming up. I forgot to hit my Instagram. <laughs> well, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> Tell that girl to stop walking in front of our door, damn it. I'm trying to work here. 242. Hey, we got the country Christmas album winner from last night's CMA oh, Awards. Oh, excellent. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Lady Antebellum. A tremendous. And now you're having Haviland Express Lube Traffic Friday Follies Update. <laughs> la la la. The Kimmer Now and News Weather and Traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Hi, I'm Tom Bodette. Hey, Guest of the Kim Peterson Show yeah. stay at Motel 6, oh. where we always leave the light on for you. And by the way, that's not a chocolate on your pillow. <laughs> and now here's your host for the time being, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. Like I, oh, man. <laughs> Pick it out to give her. <laughs> Pick it back to the old days. Look out. I'll chill up. Let's get it together, ladies. I'll chill up. Left flag. Right a blank. Ready on your dog targets. Road guards out. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> the new James Bond movie, Spectre. The 24th James Bond film is out this, I guess, tonight. I think it opens today. Uh, yeah, today. Uh, and pe- a lot of people didn't realize that in 1940, author Ian Fleming kills a guy and realized it was really cool fun. That's why he came up with a series. Of, a lot of unknown facts about the Bond films. How about a newsbreaker line? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, oh, okay. Mr. Kimmer. Oh, yeah. It's Neil. Yes. Pope of France yeah, is calling. Holy you know. wholesomeness. The Pope. Wonderful. Welcome, well, sir. Well, you know, he's, he's good Catholics yes. and he's... Christians, we should learn to forgive Mr. Kimmer. Forgive, yes, sir. Forgive. So let us not to be too hard yes. on the Dr. Ben Carson. I mean, not too hard on Dr. Ben Carson. Well, at least he owned up to the lie and didn't tell three or four more to cover up the original fabrication, like some other people that I won't <laughs> mention. I mean, Dr. Ben didn't have his friends leak some symphony ploy to the AJC to try and weasel out of it, so let's <laughs> no, give the men <laughs> Give him a break for today. I see we're in his own new tell-all book, Tiger Woods' caddy, Steve Williams. Yeah, caddy. He reveals that Tiger could be a real jerk. A jerk, a total jerk, yeah. Yes, Stevie went on to reveal that John Daly is a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Montgomery has man boobs, <laughs> and Justin Leonard isn't fun for the ladies. <laughs> Just things we always knew, Alex. <laughs> he also wrote that that threat the truck driver bikes the big one. <laughs> he also wrote that, did he? <laughs> I'm not sure what he means Big by fan that. of the Kimmer Show, I don't know. <laughs> in his next book, uh, Steve will reveal what I, the Pope, would do in the woods. <laughs> is that a bear either <laughs> one sir be fine with us <laughs> now it's time for a visitor from somewhere east of Vatican oh, City excellent. the mystic sage of Pope Nack the Magnificante Pope Nack the Magnificante sir the answer is Fred Thompson's widow and noon to three on news radio Fred Thompson's widow and noon to three on news radio Name two things that are currently available. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take number one, Alex. 
there'll be people going after the widow. I guarantee you that. <laughs> it's pretty hot. If I, was, if I wasn't a celibate pope, I sure would. But, you know. <laughs> Tap that, would you? <laughs> Hit that. How many widows can you pick up in the Ford Focus? <laughs> <laughs> the Pope Mobile. It's the folding down yeah, back seat. <laughs> <laughs> you run over a piece of gum, you'll have to down shoot. <laughs> Not a powerful got, car. That's the only car that dogs chase it and they catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday, I take the bishops out for a push. <laughs> Affection and a pillow. Name two things that Chloe tried to smother Lamar Odom with. <laughs> I hold in my hand the final one. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> May Prince Shimbo give your new puppy a pooch kick. Oh, man. Rough. The answer is... Uh. Classmates.com. Classmates.com. Where does Laura Bush look for a new hood ornament? Oh, God! (laughs) (laughs) Well, you run over one high school friend. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) (laughs) The Pope. Pope Deck. Look out. 255. How about we have a little song? Tony Bennett saluting Hill Lyre Rodham Rodham right here with the Kimmer. Let her Friday. We can stand up and say we are Americans and we have a right to debate and oh. disagree with any administration. Yeah. Her voice is grating, her hips are quite wide. <laughs> Should be in prison, but nobody's tried. People who've crossed her. Many have died. Dun, dun, dun. That's why Miss Hillary is a witch. Sorry, Kevin, I almost call her that other <laughs> one. She left Benghazi to fend for their own. Dun, dun, dun. Allowed them to die. Wouldn't answer the phone. <laughs> Ambassador Stevens, he was all alone. Because Miss Hillary is a witch. I almost did it again. She's Satan's child. Three sixes on her forehead. <laughs> She'll leave you dead. Shot down like Ron Brown. <laughs> Just like James Jordan, you'll be left in a oh, ditch. mercy. Look, have a great That's weekend. Semper Fi. God bless America. Let her rip. I gotta go. You're killing me. That's Hoorah. Her. Look out. Hey guys, it's John Boy. Thanks for downloading today's Kimmer Show podcast. Be sure to tune in from noon to three, Monday to Friday, for more fun with the whole gang right here on News Radio 1067.